Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Be Great With Your Money Podcast. Hey, my name is James Z. Anderson. I'm your host and your facilitator of this money podcast here. Hey, first of all, Happy New Year. Hey, welcome back after the holidays. It is now January 1st, 2017. It is a new year, new me, as they said. When this episode, guys, we're going to talk about how to pick up the pieces financially after all the holidays. So let's go ahead and get started with the episode. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's nothing like going into the holidays, spending time with your family, having fun, uh, kicking back, you know, buying Christmas gifts and everything like that. But guys, let me tell you, in this day and age and at this time, I can truly and honestly tell you this is the time of the year from literally from Halloween to the first and second of the year that people destroy themselves financially, guys, because there's just so much going on, just so much going on. As I said back in a few episodes ago, um, people are always, you know, you got the holidays that's coming up, you got corporate America, big business, all that stuff, and they're pushing, 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 pushing for you to actually spend some money, for you to have some things going on, and for you to participate in the holidays, okay? So let's just say, for instance, that you did go through all that. Right, you went out, you spent your money, you did whatever you had to do, and you might have spent a little too much. You know, the bank account balance is not looking too good after the New Year's Eve holiday. Or let's just say, for instance, you decided to just you said it's been a great year, or for some people, it's been a stressful year, and you're just gonna celebrate the new year and you literally went all out. Now you wake up the next morning and now you're kind of looking back like, oh crap, I kind of screwed myself with a bunch of things financially. So that's what we're going to cover in this episode here. We're going to talk we're going to talk about a few things that you know, I know that I've helped people implement that can actually get them back on each back on track, help them get back focused and help them really not go into the new year with financial stress. I mean, there's nothing worse than really going into the new year with financial stress and it really 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 can take a uh kind of a health toll on you. If you go into the new year, you're going to be kind of miserable. You're going to be aggravating. You probably won't be as productive at work because literally you're worried about stuff that happened last year. You see, I threw that in there. But anyway, I'm being a cornerball. Here's the thing. The first thing that we want to do. Okay. Number one, guys, we want to assess the damage. Okay. Look at what's actually going on. Assess the damage because many times I have a lot of individuals that panic about money when the new year come and really, it's, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, it could be a couple, you know, a couple hundred dollars, three, four, five hundred dollars swing in order to get them in the right uh, place. But, you know, we all know the statistics, right? Just a little sidebar. They say that uh, 47% of people don't even have $400 to their, to their name to handle an emergency. So I know I'm probably painting a little lighter, talking about it's a couple hundred dollar swing. But in a, in realistically, you know, we're, we're, we're big boys. We got our big boy pants. We got our big girl pants. And realistically, a couple hundred dollars is really not that lot of It's really not a lot of money when you look at it in the scheme of things, especially when you're a person that's trying to get your personal finances together. OK, so number one, assess the damage. What did you do? All right. You got to get you got to, you know, hold yourself accountable. What did you do? Did you finance a bunch of stuff on credit and you have no idea when the bills are going to come in? Did you sign up for a bunch of store credit cards to buy Christmas gifts and things of that nature uh, because you wanted the 10% discount? Did you finance a whole bunch of stuff to give to the family because you heard there was no interest to 2020? 
I mean, what did you do? Did you go out and buy out the bar and New Year's Eve and buy everybody a round of drinks in the bar? What did you do? That's where you had to first assess the damage because before you start panicking and just say, oh my God, I went overboard. I just did too much this holiday season. You need to first see what the damage really was, what the, what the damage was and how far, you know, basically of a hole you have to climb out of, you know, it's kind of like, just imagine you're standing in a hole, you know, you're looking up, you see the sunlight and your first thing you're going to look at is look at the walls. Okay. How far down am I? That's what we need to do with our finances when we're picking up the pieces at the holidays. What did you do? Okay. Now, when you have that damage assessed, don't just go look on your apps, look in your bank accounts, stuff like that. What I want you to do is write it down, okay? Write it down. This is kind of like the old school uh, uh, exercise back in the, back when you got in trouble in school, you know? I would not throw paper in the classroom. I would not throw paper in the classroom. I, would, I mean, I'm not going to have you write it 500 times, but I want you to write it down because we're going to make this very, very systematic when you write down what the actual damage was. And what do you need to do to get out of it? Okay. Do I need 500 bucks to get myself, get my savings back replenished? Do I need $350 to get my one account from being negative? Do I need $600 to pay off this credit card? You know, do I need a couple thousand dollars to clear off? Maybe I went all out. It depends. You want you to write this stuff down because I want it to be in front of your face. I literally write it down, post it up in your house, on the refrigerator, in your home office if you have one. Get it up, get it written down, get it up because it's going to be dead smack in your face, okay? The second part, this is what I want you to do for number two, okay? This is really straightforward. This is really simple. You're going to basically write what's the consequences of you not getting out of that hole, okay? What are the consequences of you not getting out of that hole? You know, how you, how, what's going to happen if you do not get your account balance back to positive? If you do not replenish your savings, you know, if you do not pay off these credit cards, what are the consequences of what could actually happen? Because what that's going to do, that's going to give you the motivation. That's going to give you the fuel. That's going to give you the excitement. That's going to give you the tenacity to go out here and get it done. I'm going to give you guys just a little side story. Um, really what happens in a lot of scenarios. I was working with a couple, okay? Very good couple. You know, young, successful. They were doing their thing. Um, but they had, you know, just like everybody else, they had some money issues. They didn't quite understand finance and it's not to their fault. That's just how things are set up. They didn't quite understand money. They had some debts and things like that. However, the wife had a tendency to shop, okay? She had a tendency to shop. She had a tendency to go out and buy gifts and do all types of all types of things with the money that her and her husband saved. So one of the biggest consequences that I've ever seen is when this young lady, she decided to go out and she spent a lot of money, okay? Well, more than what they needed to do, she kind of drew down on their savings, which is what you're not supposed to do. You're never supposed to dip into your savings to you know, to feed to your check and to buy some stuff. I mean, it's just stuff. It ain't that important. Dipped into the emergency fund, went and bought gifts for the family. Everybody was sitting up nice. Everybody was thankful. Everybody was happy. You know, we're doing all this stuff, and the husband didn't have any idea. Well, one of the biggest consequences was this. He, you know, he kind of threatened for them to, you know, maybe have to have some time apart because if she's not willing to sit down with somebody or to go to a counselor or to figure out her shopping habits, you know, they were going to be on a road to divorce. Now, I know that's extreme, you know, that's really extreme, you know, you're talking about divorce, but the consequences can be that high and that detrimental when you're dealing with money, especially within regards to your family. 
Okay, especially, 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 especially in regards to your family, um, especially if you're married, you want to make sure you find out what's the consequences. You know, one of the consequences um, that a lot of people deal with is they get put in a system uh, called check systems. And this is um, I think they still call it check system. Um, it's a system or database, basically a database bank of people who have, you know, overdrawn accounts, fraudulent accounts, things of that nature. And it can hurt you when you're trying to go, um, open up accounts at banks or trying to finance for homes and things like that, that you need business loans, all those stuff reflect back to you. You know, obviously if you do not pay off the credit cards and things like that. And you start missing payments. We already know your credit report can be, uh, destroyed. It always seems as though you, you know, when you do something bad, it takes way more points than when you do years ago, but Hey, that's just how it works. You know, that can, that can destroy you there. And of course, with a bad credit report, at least all time, you know, it's just not about borrowing money. I tell so many people this. it's just not about borrowing money. Okay. Your credit report's bad. It might stop you from getting a job. Okay. Some jobs do pull credit reports. Um, it could also, uh, get you, um, higher insurance rates. Okay. You're a little frivolous with your money. You know, that can give you higher insurance rates, auto insurance and things of that nature. There's a tons of things around your credit report because basically in this day and age, you know, where we live at now in 2017, credit is just looked at as, are you a good Samaritan? Basically, are you going to do what you say? That's kind of what it is. And it's being used like that, whether you agree with it or not, you know, it's not really my take on it. Um, it's just, it is what it is. So that can be another consequence. Another consequence is this is what you have is called unforeseen cost. Okay. Unforeseen cost. Really important. Let's say you drew down on your savings for Christmas gifts to buy somebody a gift that you really wanted to give them. And you really didn't have the money, like just kind of liquid. You had to actually go into your savings and get it. You said, Oh, I'll put the money back. I'll put the money back. Well, Murphy's law is always showing up at a time when it's not supposed to be there. Okay. So what goes wrong will go wrong. So now you're in January, you kind of going to start saying, I'm going to replenish my savings and put the money back when I get my first paycheck or when I get my first check from my business or whatever the case might be. But then lo and behold, you know, you blow out your tires or you blow a head gasket or your child breaks an arm and you got to go get some, some, uh, see a specialist that's not necessarily covered in your insurance or somebody has to spend a few days in the hospital or even, you know, you got like something crazy happened up here in the Michigan area. Um, you know, there was a sinkhole, like a sinkhole, the ground opened up and swallowed up homes and stuff like that. And, you know, they didn't have, uh, I guess there's a such thing as sinkhole insurance. I, crazy, right? But, you know, they say flood insurance and all. They ain't had this, the sinkhole, the, the insurance didn't cover the sinkhole stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. You know, of course, that's a stream, you know, but unforeseen costs can come up. I mean, I see it all the time. When you spent the money on something that you knew you shouldn't have spent it on, but you promised yourself you was going to replace it back, lo and behold, that's when the transmission goes out. That's just how things work. So that's another consequence that you have. So all those consequences that might exist, you want to write those guys down, okay? You want to make sure that you got them jotted down. You want to make sure that they're right there because I want you to assess the damage, number one. And then write the consequences, okay? And put them up there. Put them up there in your face. See, all this is stuff to give you motivation to move towards the next steps, which is going to be step three is going to be, okay, what am I willing to give up? What am I willing to change? What am I willing to stop? What I'm willing to flip? What I'm willing to sell? 
what how much more extra overtime I want to do, how much extra work in my business I'm trying to do in order to assess the damage and fix it and basically, you know, prevent the consequences, okay? So, what are you willing to do? It's very simple. Because here's the thing I want you guys to get get in, get in your head. If you necessarily didn't have the money um, at the time, and you kind of did something like dipping your savings and dipped into your emergency fund or borrowed on a credit card, you know, basically to buy some consumer items to give to somebody else. If you didn't really have the money then, I'm kind of curious to know what will change in, you know, 10, 13 days when we go into the new year of why the situation will be any different. You probably don't have the money now. So in order to flip your financial situation or to, to pick up the pieces, you got to be willing to give up something. Okay, so something simple can be, hey, you know, for the month of January where I'm replenishing my emergency fund, I'm not going to eat out at all. I'm not going to hit Starbucks. You know, I'm, I'm basically going to go down, you know, to cheap food. I'm going to be eating bologna sandwiches and turkey sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly and eating soup and stuff like that. Okay. That might be something that you want to do. Or you might say, hey, okay, I'm not going to spend any money on entertainment at all. I'm not going to do no movies, no concerts. I don't care what's coming, what play is coming, whatever happening. I'm not going out and doing it. I'm not doing no happy hour. I'm not doing anything of the entertainment nature. You also might say this, hey, um, I really need to make a change in my finances, period, okay? I need to do something different. So I'm going to make a lifestyle change and dare I say it, a New Year's resolution to make sure I get knee deep in my money situation and start cleaning up myself uh, totally so I can always be financially fit. Now, that's a, that's a huge one right there. That is a huge one. A lot of individuals do that. That is a huge one to make the commitment. Now, I know it's cliche to say New Year's resolution, but I like new year. I like around this time. I like I like when the when the new year come around because when people get the motivation to actually do something. Now I'm not being funny, I'm not being facetious, but you know, most people don't stick to it, but they at least start it. And that's the hardest point. The starting it well, let me take that back. <laughs> the keeping the momentum is the hardest point, but you know, if you think about physics, and this is just like physics, you know, object at rest want to stay at rest, object in motion want to stay in motion. So in my eyes, even though it might be harder for that initial break to get going, it's also very it's, it's, it's also very easy to kind of keep going because you're just kind of doing repetition at that point. And that's why I love New Year's resolutions time. I love this time of year because so many people make day declarations. The trick, guys, and the, and the simple, 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 simple trick that a lot of people don't know is that you need an accountability partner, okay? You need somebody that's going to hold you accountable. So that's my next thing I'm going to go with. Step four, find you somebody that's going to actually be accountable for you. And what I mean by that is they can't be the, per you know, they can't be the person that's going to be soft on you. You know, that cousin that always roasts you and talk about you every time when you're at the family gathering, the one that don't care if you cry or not, the one that don't care about your feelings, that's the person that need to be your accountability partner. It can't be grandma who say, oh, baby, you'll get it next time. No, you need somebody that's going to roast, tear that tail up and roast you and get on your head when you don't do what you said you were going to do. And that's how you can actually get going and picking up the pieces here after the holidays, you know. So... 
I know it sounds very simple. This is not going to be a really long podcast, um, but it's going to be packed full of content just straight to the point, just to implement what you're actually trying to do and cleaning up yourself um, after, really after the holidays. I mean, people are just being financial ruined after holidays. And some people, the decisions that they make for one holiday season actually set them up for failure for the next several years because they're chasing around payday loan payments, they're chasing around personal loans, they're chasing around credit cards and all different types of things. They just kind of screw themselves up. So they got to make sure they position themselves accordingly. So picking up the pieces after the holiday season, going into the new year, straightforward, four steps, it's very, very simple. Number one, assess the damage. Where are you at? What's actually going on? What's the realistic picture that you have right now? Don't just panic. Actually assess the damage. No matter how big, how small it is, assess the damage and write it down. The second thing, figure out what the consequences are that's, that that you will not, um, that you will encounter if you do not, you know, take care and clean up this financial mess you've made. Okay, everybody, I mean, everybody's guilty of doing a little something extra during the holidays. I'm guilty of doing a little something extra during the holidays, you know. I have, you know, it's, you know, you're just kind of in that mood, okay. You know, everybody does it. You might, even if it's not like necessarily buying gifts and things of that nature, you know, you might have spent a little more going out, going to the movies, different things like that. It's all different types of things that you can do. But assess the consequences if you do not take care of the damage. The third thing, you got to just be putting down what you're willing to give up. What are you willing to give up? Because something's got to give, something's got to break, something's got to make room in order for you to get back to that point. I mean, realistically, guys, you, you, you can't sit up and say, oh, I have all these issues going on and oh, this is what's going to happen when I don't fix it in. Just say, OK, I'm not willing to change. I don't want to do anything. I'm not willing to set some money aside. I'm not willing to sell some stuff. I'm not willing to pick up no extra hours. I'm not willing to start a business. I'm not willing to do anything. But I know that my credit is going to be screwed up and I you know, might not be able to buy my dream home in a few years because I decided to let one Christmas season tear me up. Okay. So what are you willing to give up? Go drastic, put a stretch goal out there. Okay. Put a stretch goal out there. Let's just say for instance, Hey, you know, I tell people this all the time and they laugh at me, but you know, I say it and I probably said another episode, but I'm going to say it again. Listen, I'd rather trade productivity than, than lunches and things of that nature. So a lot of times I might just skip lunch in order to stay productive, in order to stay forward in what I'm doing. You know, it can be something that's worthwhile and that can ultimately save you some money to help you get moving on your plan. Another thing is, you know, oh, I forgot this one. I forgot this one. What are you willing to give up? Okay. This is big for the ladies, big for the parents, big, but really I seen, I seen the ladies that struggle with this is telling your children no. Okay, you can't get them everything they want. You got to tell them no because you got to get their stuff clear. You got to get this stuff cleared up because you gave them everything you want a few weeks ago. Now you now you messed up financially. So that's a big one. Look at your children's face and tell them no. What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up the smiling faces because they got the new shiny toy, the next new Xbox game, or are you willing to clean your? Are you willing to tell them no so you can fix yourself financially so later on you can buy them anything they want? And you don't have to be in this position in the first place. See, it's all about a it's all about a mindset uh, shift at that point. What are you willing to give up? 
But it's going to be easy to put what you're willing to give up when you got the damage and the consequences up there. Now you got some fuel, you got some motivation, you got some fire behind you. And then part four, I mean, step four is just literally find yourself an accountability partner that's really going to um, hold, hold your face to the stove. I mean, I hate to sound all graphic and gruesome, but, you know, like in the action movies when they're holding somebody's face to the stove or, or something hot and they're like, tell me the answer. Did you do it? And they're holding them down. They're holding them down and their face is like right there all sweating, you know, threatening to burn their face because... It's it's what you need because you got to have somebody that's going to hold you accountable because we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of taking a shortcut, of slipping up, of being lazy. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just in the human, it's in the human behavior, right? But if you got somebody there that's going to hold you accountable and you got somebody basically to answer to within regards to what you're doing right now and what you're doing within this plan, then hey, now that person you know, it's going to have you a little fun because it's in human nature to to want to hold people accountable, but not hold ourselves accountable. That's just in, that's just in human nature. So you'll have a little fun with it. You'll be stretched a little bit. It might even be a little uncomfortable. But guys, if you do this plan, if you do if you do these four steps, you can have some, some tremendous strides here in the first quarter. You know, January, February, March of you know, the, um, let's see, 2017, you know, every time I say 2017, I always have to think about it before. I'm like, it's 2017. Like it's just two zero one seven. So, Hey guys, it, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. You know, I'm back in the States now, had a little bit of hiatus when I lived in Mexico for about 30, 30, 30, so 32 days or so. So I was down there in uh, central Mexico. So I'm happy to be back in the States. Hey guys, I'm just going to leave you with this one tidbit. If you don't know poverty until you go stay in the third world area, um, you know, until you go stay in, a, in an area outside of the United States where, you know, they got cows and stuff walking up the side of the road, you really don't know poverty. <laughs> um, so it was a great experience for me. It was something I wanted to cross off my bucket list, but Hey, I'm happy to be back in the States because I can help those individuals that want to be great with their money. And again, guys, this is James D. Anderson. Of course, you can look me up on any social media at, at I am JD Anderson. Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, Snapchat. Um, go ahead and connect with me. I love connecting with positive people. I love answering all the questions about finance that I possibly can. And everything, you know, I use this experience is that I help out, help people out to provide it back here um, inside of this podcast. And I try to keep it, you know, this is going to be the, the digital data bank of all those great tips and great things here. So again, guys, thank you. Hey, happy new year to you and your family. May you guys have a prosperous one. Maybe you guys have a blessed one. Everybody have good health, good wealth, good laugh, good fun. Hey, my name is James E. Anderson. I'm your host, your facilitator. And of course, guys, as always, be great with your money. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Hey guys, James Anderson here. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road because you ran out of gas or your car just overheated? How about locking yourself outside of your vehicle? I'm telling you guys, that's me. I always lock myself out. But here's the thing. When you have an auto emergency, you tend to not make the best financial decisions and could quickly put yourself in a money snafu. In order to prevent that chaos, we have to make sure our vehicles are covered with a high-quality roadside assistance program that's number one, affordable, and number two, accessible. That's why I love Road Ashore. 
Whether it's towing, needing some gas, or perhaps you just want to get a tire change, Rotoshore is always available 24-7-365. You just call a simple toll-free number, and then for less than a few cups of coffee, you can be totally covered. And check this, you even get a 30-day free trial with the program. So you can roll on over to jda-solutions.com forward slash auto, A-U-T-O, jda-solutions.com forward slash auto to review the benefits and get going today. Listen, don't let being stuck on the side of the road cause you not to be great with your money. Again, that's jda-solutions.com forward slash A-U-T-O. This episode of the Be Great With Your Money podcast was brought to you by JDA Solutions, where strategy is how you win financially. Visit jda-solutions.com and click learn more for more information.